can't relate to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture? (laughs) Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, work, relationships, and everything in between. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. The views expressed on this podcast are our own and do not reflect our employers. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. You are listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory. I'm Victoria. And we are changing culture and bringing back traditional values. Happy weekend, everyone. Happy Saturday, Sunday, whatever day you're listening to it. We are recording this on Saturday morning. And yeah, it's been a hot minute since we've done a weekly recap. I know. I've missed it. I've missed just talking tea with you about random ish <laughs> what it, maybe we should instead of calling like the weekly recap is like the weekly tea session or um weekly tea time I don't know yeah yeah something like yeah we'll think of something I really want those sounds that okay in the next year that's something we need to really look into because yeah. you have a soundboard we just got to figure out how to I get have it to- a soundboard I just yeah. don't know how to use it with zoom yeah with, like you not being here We'll have to figure that out because I really want to do like tea time and then like when I have a hot take here comes the hot, I don't know something cheesy like that yeah yeah well yeah that'd be fun we'll, so this, we'll look into it so yeah we will so this morning you went you were telling me a little bit about what you did this morning and I thought oh, it'd be yes. cool for you to talk to our audience what you did this morning Yes. So this morning I went to Love Life. And what is Love Life, you ask? Essentially, it is you, um, so the one in Charlotte specifically, we go to the biggest abortion clinic in the Southeast. It is the biggest, just in the Southeast. I just want to clarify that. Um, We go there and there's like a group called Love Life there and they have this whole setup and they do praise and worship before and then we pray and then normally we walk around the building but today because I didn't get the full reason but I want to have somebody that works for them to come on the podcast but today we didn't walk around the building because some new things have come up so we stood pretty far back from the building and we just prayed normally you walk around the building and you pray which I love I love the idea of walking around the building that's what they did to the walls of Jericho I think that is very symbolic I love that and I mean praying outside is still great I'm not knocking that but I just I like the idea of just walking around but we prayed outside and today it was just so spiritually heavy they had um so it's an abort it's not like a Planned Parenthood where you can say, well, maybe someone's going in for X, Y, and Z, which is no excuse that. Anyway, um, but it's an abortion facility. So everybody that went in was in for an abortion. And they provide, a, they do abortion Saturday mornings and there were 21 today. And this is what was, that's not even the most heartbreaking thing. There were 21 today. And then one of them was in middle school. One of the girls was in middle school. It's just, it was so, today was just so heavy. Like I was tearing up while we were praying. Um, so I went and did that today. And then after we pray outside of the facility, we go back to like the area where we do praise and worship. And then we pray for um, like the 
people that went in, we pray for the dads, we pray for um, the people who work the facility, pray for like the abortion providers, um, we pray for our city, we pray for the pastors, we pray for I think one other group of people, but we pray, do like a corporate prayer, like you get in a group and you pray all together. And then there's someone who won't say a thing or two. It's this lady from this organization called Restore Life. Um, and they have abortion healing ministry. So if you've had an abortion and you need healing from it, um, physically or spiritually, emotionally, they can help you with that. So they spoke and then Brooke Larkin, who did the um, she was at our summit. She does students for life. So she has a table. And I always help with that because we also have our pro-life future chapter, which if you live in the Charlotte area next weekend, we're going to try to do a pro-life future group. Um, we're going to try to make it pro-life future Saturday and we're all going to try to go and then maybe we'll do something fun afterwards. Um, but yeah, so that's what I did this morning. And honestly, I love doing it. It is it is an action step. I'm, you guys know I'm really big on like action. Like I am pro-life. That is something that is important to me. That is something that I think is a human rights issue, not necessarily a political issue. Um, so I feel that there needs to be something that needs to be done. And obviously I don't have the skills or the wherewithal or the ability to just go in and be like, no, stop it, stop it. I don't know how effective that would be, especially if I go to jail. <laughs> I don't know how effective I'm going to be in jail, but something you can do, something we know that does work is prayer. And that's what it is. And, and I think that I know a lot of people get intimidated doing it. The very first time I prayed outside of abortion clinic, it was incredibly intimidating. I was nervous. It was really heavy. Like I just was not about it um, at the very beginning. But I think that, for example, what I really like about Love Life is they have the praise and worship before. So you get in the, in the mindset of praying and then the mindset of worshiping and the mindset of like, this isn't, this is a spiritual battle. It's not just like a me, it's not about me. It's about the people there. And it's a spiritual, like we're fighting, we're not even fighting these people. We're fighting against flesh. We're not fighting against flesh, but we're fighting against the principalities, the evils and the darkness of this world. And that's in the Bible, Philippians, uh, Ephesians, I'm sorry, it's Ephesians. And, um, that and I like that aspect of it a lot um and there's groups there are they have sidewalk advocates if you want to join them they have that opportunity because this isn't even it isn't even sidewalk advocacy it's literally just prayer because I know some I've invited a friend before and she's like super intimidated and trying to explain like it's not you're not talking to anybody there because I do have counter protesters and I'm going to post it on our page I'm posting my personal page there was a girl who had a sign that said self-care abortion is self-care abortion is self-care that's what she said so like there are counter protesters apparently like two years ago they would come in like provocative clothing and like um dance around it, it used to be very a contentious thing so that's why the police are there now like there's police officers but it's super peaceful no our group does and says nothing to anybody we do what we're called to do and then we move on um, but yeah, all that to say, that's what I did this morning. I really enjoy it. If you live in the Charlotte area, you should definitely come. Um, we're going to be there next Saturday at 9am. I'll post it on our page and I'll post on the Pro-Life Future page as well. Join our group. We have some, that's the other thing too. It got me really like fired back up for Pro-Life Future. And there's a lot of things and a lot of things that I want those other girls to participate in, um, all around our, all around our state, like, we, if we're going to say we're pro-life, these, we got to do something. And I know that you can't attend a rally or like, you can't, you know, 
door knock every day, but I think this is something we can do. And prayer is so important. Anyway, that's a long story short. That's what I did this morning. Vic, what'd you do this morning? I slept in and I've been working (laughs) on schoolwork all morning. Um, Not as interesting as you. I am not a morning person like you are. Oh, I'm such a morning person. Yeah. You're like, we can record at like 8 a.m. I go, you've lost your mind. Yeah. I Um, would love that. (laughs) I set an alarm for 10 and like woke up like with my alarm. I just, (laughs) uh, I could sleep all day if I was allowed to. Um, but I will say I started a new uh, series last night. Um, I'm going to sound so old. I started Downton Abbey. Oh, because I've been I obsessed. hear good things. Yes. I've been obsessed recently with like the Bridgerton. I think it's like the Bridgerton series have started my obsession recently with like royal fiction. And so from like the Bridgerton series, I've gone and read um, The Other Boleyn Girl to American um, Duchess to the Romanoff Empress. I've been on this huge deep dive recently with um, the Russian royal family, like the Romanoffs. And um, I also read this book and this one was more nonfiction. It was nonfiction. It was... uh, called queen victoria the matchmaker and how she strategically matchmaked all of her kids and grandkids to be on the throne of um thrones among europe and how world war one was pretty much cousin fighting against cousin oh interesting Mm -hmm. so i've been on this whole deep dive and now that all my shows are like done for the season like, well, Downton Abbey just got on Netflix. I'm going to watch that. Oh, it's on Netflix? It's on Netflix now. Okay. So it was I'll like, check it out. Yeah, it was like Amazon Prime, and it was kind of like, I'm just not a fan of Amazon Prime, watching it on Prime. I The two shows that I was obsessed with, well, yeah, two shows I was obsessed with are only on Amazon Prime, and now I'm like, I, can, I have to have a Prime account now. Really? Yeah, The Boys and Invincible, which you probably well, you're be- more. I would say you're more like a sci-fi type. Yeah, where yeah. I am like all about historical fiction, and I, yeah, I've said this before. I blame it on American Girl dolls. <laughs> like my obsession with like history and historical fiction is from American Girl dolls. When I was younger, I I loved the Dear America series. I liked the, yes, yes, Dear America. And then there was another one. The Dear America was red, and then there was one that was like blue. And I re- I'll never forget. I read the one about Marie Antoinette, and I remember because everyone says she was like this evil person, but the book no. was like showed her in such a. She was like my age. I think she was like twelve or ten. So I was just like, why does everybody hate her so much? She's so relatable, you know. Stupid. Yep. yep. Not I even really the relatable. Dear America. Is it the Royal Diaries? Is Maybe that, that might have been. There's and I like love Dear that. America. My name is America. The Royal Diaries. Whichever um, one was blue was the Marie Antoinette one. Okay. That's the. Oh, last I love series the Dear America. Because Dear America, America was what. It was like diaries of like people. Yeah. Of, then they were like our age, a little bit older growing up. And they had like, t- they did like a movie or one or oh, two yes, like directed DVD. The royal- yeah. Oh, I remember the Royal Diary series now. Oh, yes. Yeah. I read these. 
I loved it. And then now I'm like, show me some action. Show me something weird. Throw in an alien and I'm sold. I don't, I just, my oh, brain is just changed. I just want to learn. <laughs> you can learn about aliens and mermaids. Oh, if there's a mermaid in it, I am watching it. Like that's how, well, also too, I like true crime. So I finished up yesterday, Cruel Well, there's one more episode. Ooh, I've Cruel been to watch that. Hulu, so good. There is like twist after twist, like weird thing after weird. And like, oh gosh. And on whatever, I don't know what day it comes out, but um, I typically end up watching it on like Thursdays on Hulu. This is the only time I kind of sort of have time. And um, I, that last episode was just like, what? Well, what are, so I think like April Kepner from Grey's Anatomy is like the mom in that series. Oh, like the the redhead. Oh, okay, she oh, was she's in Grey's, Grey's Anatomy. Anatomy. I like the mom. I don't like her, but I like her as an actress. She's a really good actress, but mm-hmm. like the mom, not a fan. She's okay. But anyway, you gotta watch. You gotta watch. You gotta watch it. Okay, yeah, I really want to watch it. Um, Handmaid's Tale is almost done for the season. Oh my gosh, such a good season. Maybe I just need to start it over. You really? It was I boring. like. I think you would like it's like dystopia I, too. I love a good dystopian story, mm-hmm. but I was just like, Ugh. I also. I um, mean, it is like violent. I will say that. I don't care about that. I watched Invincible. There's nothing like. I'm sure nobody listening probably is watching so i'll tell you guys what happened um on the last in the last episode the dad and the son were fighting and they're literally invincible because of the planet they're from and i'm sure you've seen at least on my story or like on twitter people talking about it's a scene where like they're oh it was just so violent now that i'm saying i can't even describe it not that kind of violence like oh sexual violence (laughs) oh sexual oh okay yeah oh that's not as interesting yeah it is like awkward. I will say it's like more the first season is really more the sexual violence, and then I guess to establish like what's going on because you need to understand how society had changed by then. Okay. Um, because okay. it's not really that sexually violenced now. Okay. And I would say well, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it's good. Oh, last thing I want to talk about, I saw. I started watching this documentary called Trafficked and it was about, so each episode is just different things that are being trafficked. The first episode are scams. Do you know the number two capital of scamming in the world, what they are? No, what? Jamaica and Israel. Scamming what? What do you mean? Oh, like, so, hi, you just won a Ferrari. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, well, that's in Jamaica. It's a million dollar business and they make more money than the drug dealers. And then in Israel, they do like Forex. Have you heard of that? Like um, trading stuff. They do trading scams. Yeah, no, I haven't heard of that. So they'll do like a Forex trading and that's a billion dollar business there. And these people like she interviewed, first of all, they covered their face and everything, but they had no remorse. Like it was sad. They were like, oh yeah, I'm scamming people. They should be smarter than that. They had no remorse. And then in Jamaica, the guy was like, we make more money than the drug dealers. We are better than the drug dealers. The drug dealers wishes they made as much money as us. Like he was so bragging about it. And um, they all wore masks like to hide their identity. And two of the guys, they came out in Donald Trump masks. 
because they said they love Donald Trump. And I'm like, I, Yikes. yeah. But yeah, they, and they're like big scam. I mean, they make millions of dollars. Like the guy in um, Israel said that. So they do, Israel, their thing is investment scams. So they'll invest, like you'll send them like $300,000 to invest. And then he'll send you back $30. Like it's a bad investment. When in reality, all that money is just going into his bank account. Like you think you have this offshore bank account. You think you're doing all this stuff, but all the money is actually going into his bank account. And when he was telling the story, he was on a yacht. It was crazy. Everybody should watch it. It's super interesting. That sounds really interesting. Um, yeah. That's yeah. What we're we should watching. get into it. Oh, oh sorry. I think the other thing we forgot to, we haven't talked about is, um, we are going to go see the Jonas Brothers in October. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I saw that they had another tour because their first tour, the tickets were crazy expensive. And so I, and I think I was, I think we're still in school when their first tour came. And I'm like, I have oh, to go oh, see yeah, them because yeah. you never know when they're going to stop again. Yeah. And so I texted and I, well, I asked Sebastian, I'm like, Hey, you want to see the Jonas Brothers with me? He goes, oh, heck no. You're on your own. I'm like, okay. Lame. And yeah, so I texted him so out. I go, are you a Jonas Brothers fan? And I was like, yeah. I'm like, you want to go with me? And she's like, yeah. So we bought tickets for them in Charlotte. And what's going to be cool is they're doing it at the outdoor amphitheater. Instead yes. Of, um, Inside. Like a Coliseum type thing. Yeah. But I think that'll be a lot more fun. I think so too. I'm so excited. It'll be in October, so it's not going to be too hot and it won't be too cold either. I'm so excited. And I saw they're doing, they're thinking about doing the Taylor Swift thing where they redo one of their albums, which is probably going to be one of the yes, older ones. Yes, because their first album is not, it was like a very small recording company. Like it wasn't like with a big, yeah. it wasn't like, I think they did Columbia Records like under Disney. Yeah, and it wasn't like a big time. So like, I could never find their other record until well, I streaming now. Year three thousand is on the first record I saw. Yes, and then they re-recorded it for their second record. Okay, okay. So then oh, their second, so their debut record, I think, it was like called like "It's About Time," and then their second record was um, the one when they're in like the brown. I think it's like self-titled. Yeah, I think so too. And I'm so excited. I hope they redo the because. Also, too, not that I don't want them playing their new stuff, but I kind of want it to be mainly the old stuff. And if they redo the album, they'll definitely just mainly be doing the old stuff. And funny story, really quick. My mom's best friend was in town one time when that album came out. I think it was the second one with the brown, with Hold On, all that that time. And um, it was at the Christian bookstore. I don't know why. And I really wanted it, but for whatever reason... I didn't get it. And then a couple of days later, she sent it to me because she thought it was a Christian group. And she wanted well, me technically, I mean, their music, then I don't. It's not praise and worship, though. No, it's not. But it wasn't Clean. like they never cursed. Yeah. They, they weren't talking about ring. sex. I mean, I think some of their new stuff is more adultish. Like Cake by the Ocean. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think, I mean, they've kind of grown up with their fans. Yeah, sense. and they're married, so the things that they sing about, if they want to relate to their lives, is going to be different than they did when they were, like, 16. 
Yeah. Yep. So yeah, but I told my mom I was like, I'm gonna send um Miss Michelle is her name. I'm gonna send Miss Michelle a picture at the concert and tell her about <laughs> my Christian concert. Years later I finally got to go to the concert. Too funny. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that kind of music and then our next our top story is kind of music too. Well, it's a musician. Eh, not really. I mean yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, so, go ahead, start it. <laughs> let's keep going into our top five story. Not top five stories. Gosh, that's from the morning toast. It's <laughs> top five stories of the day. You need to know. I'm like, no, 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 we don't have five. Now, these are the top uh, stories that you need to know for this week. Oh, man. Okay. Um, The Kardashian-Jenner family is looking towards the future, and this past Thursday is keeping up with the Kardashian series finale. And for Kim Kardashian West, that means getting candid about her divorce from Kanye. While the couple's strained relationship has been mentioned in the past during um, their 20th and final season, the final episode sees Kim sitting down with mom, Kris Jenner, for an earnest conversation about what led her to make her split official. I never thought I was lonely, Kim shares of her life with Kanye, which has been split in recent years between their California home and Wyoming ranch. I always thought that's totally fine. I can just have my kids. My husband moves from state to state and I'm on this ride with him. I was okay with that. However, she even after turning 40 this year. I realized, no, I don't want a husband that lives in a completely different state. I thought that's when we're getting along the best, but that's so sad to me. That's not what I want. Sad. This whole situation is sad. Um, I'm not married, but from my understanding of marriage and you know, reading the Bible, whatnot. I do not support divorce at all, unless he is physically abusive. That is the only time physically abusive. And yeah, the only time the Bible, I believe, says it's okay to divorce. Yep. So I don't agree with divorce. Um, I think that they definitely need to work this out. And I, I also believe marriage is set, like both of them have to sacrifice. So I'm going to put this on Kanye a little bit. I am kind of confused why he's just going, like, living in houses and houses everywhere. Like, that doesn't make sense to me, because I, if you're going to be married, you need to have a stable life, especially for your kids. I will say, I don't think Kim should divorce him over that. I think that Kanye should grow up and learn a little bit, but I don't, this is necessarily grounds to divorce, just because she's unhappy with that, because I get it. She has her thing. And she has our business and empire, and it's hard. I'm, I mean, this isn't an empire, but we just have a, a measly little podcast, and I'm exhausted. I was talking about we need an intern. Like, I can't imagine running a bajillion dollar company. So I understand that. So I understand wanting to say, say where they are. So I'm on Kim's side for that. But I do think like there needs to be like Kanye needs to like chill. To I don't step understand. Up. He needs that's to step what up. The, the morning toast kind of broke it down this week, and that's what they said. Like. Look, like he needs to step up. It seems like he is wanting a relationship where it's about him and the wife will just tag along with him wherever he yeah. goes. And yeah. that's not that well, first of all, it's not who he married. Yeah. So like, no. if you knew, like I that's one thing I don't understand either. Like you knew you were marrying a bajillionaire and you knew she wanted kids and to be stable. So then that's what you should have done. And I mean, 
I also like some of the comments. So I saw this on the shade room, which I don't know if any of you look at is trash, but I saw it on the shade room and someone was like, well, Kim should have married a teacher if she wanted someone stable. And it's like, fair, but Kanye should have just married uh, nobody if he wanted someone who's just going to ride around with them. Yeah. And because they love each other and they want, and they have four kids. That's the other thing. They have four kids. So I would have tried to make it work. And like, y'all know, I eventually would love to have a billion dollar empire or something. Um, not necessarily those are the girls. Those are the girls. It's more of a, it's more of a helping thing. I don't know if I created some sort of product or something, I'd love to have a billion dollars. So I would need someone who would want to be stable as well. But if I marry someone that wasn't, we would have to work something out because divorce is just not an option. And I think also too, when you have been, when you're super rich, um, and when I, I hate to be this person, but she's already had two divorces and kind of divorce kind of does probably feel well, like an first, first two marriages were kind of like, and they like, I think like same. she even said it like, no, it was the morning toast that it doesn't even feel like she's been married three times. Cause the first two were just so like quick and done. They Very didn't true. seem like real. Um, I will say too, like, it's, like I said, it seems like Kanye wants someone who, We'll just drop everything and go with him. But like with four kids, you can't do that. No. And and it's not fair to the kids. I mean, I know you have like nannies and all that too, but it seems like the Kardashian Jenner clan is very much hands-on with their kids. Like they do have nannies, they have help, but they are very hands-on when it comes with their kids. Yeah. And like you can't just constantly move your kids around. Like that's just not feasible. No, and it's not fair. But I think also too, here's the thing when you're rich as Kanye, you probably can just pack up and do it. Cause that's what I was saying earlier. Like um, the idea of just picking up and moving from state to state, that honestly sounds pretty nice, but like, I just don't have, like, that's money. Like, and that's not just like a couple hundred dollars here and there. That's like buku dollars. Like that's a lot of money. Well, and here's just pick the, up. Yeah. And here's the thing too. What doesn't make sense. It's like, it's not like he has to pick up and move. Like, no. where, um, <laughs> like Tristan with Chloe, like, he has to because sometimes because of if he gets traded with basketball like he's a professional basketball that's player such a good point Kanye is completely in charge of that is that's probably the biggest point Kanye is completely in charge of his career so he can mm-hmm. live literally wherever the heck he wants and he just picks up and moves that's crazy and yeah. that just doesn't and like I understand him wanting to move to Wyoming because he's a outwardly it appears as if he's changing his life he is becoming more of a christian so he wants to move away from the the darkness and well i think he wants to move away from like the hustle and bustle of la and he wants like it sounds like he wants like more like grounding and getting in tune with nature and stuff like yeah. that and wanting his kids to be around especially his daughters i feel like he says that like that before like he wants his daughters to be around a little bit better role model so I totally understand where he's coming from but he has to like you can't and just him need to be on board with this like yeah and it sounds like he's I don't know and I'm wondering if it's like part of his mental health journey is yeah, why he wants up. more peace and quiet yeah but look I I'm, I'm team Kim um to be honest because I feel like like yes like there's a point where you need to work on your like your mental health and yourself but you made a commitment to your wife and your kids yeah and um I feel like both of you need to be on the same page like if you actually do want to move your family up to Wyoming and be on a ranch like you know 
Yeah. Like, it doesn't and- seem like, it just seemed like he made decisions and then it was Kim's decision whether she should follow or not. Yeah. And that, and so the thing is, if he stayed stable, because it sounds like he wants to keep going from state to state, this is and that. If he said, I want us to move to Wyoming, Kim could easily move to Wyoming. It'll be hard to go back and forth, but she could stay stable in Wyoming. And, you know, she's a billionaire and she has her own business. So she could do that anyway. Yeah, but I mean, the all of her family here support system LA. I was going say, her problem lies is it's all in LA. It doesn't seem like they discussed it. No, that's not number at all. two. They didn't discuss it. And the reality is she doesn't want to, which I do, once again, I do think there's sacrifice. So, like, mm-hmm. even if you don't want to do something, I do think sometimes you're just going to have to suck it up and do it. But if he's going from place to place, that's, that's just not feasible. Like, yeah. if he said, Wyoming, sure. Okay, discuss it. It doesn't work out. Got to figure something else out. But like if it, Wyoming this week, Kansas next week. Okay, let's move to Florida the week after that. Like that's not feasible. That's not fair to the kids. Because more than anything, like it's the kids. So that's whose team I'm on is the kids. And I just I think they're both in the wrong. I think that Kim. Well, I don't necessarily think Kim is in the wrong. Well, I think I don't think she's in the wrong because it seems like she's tried. And he's tried to be supportive. And, like, he's had a lot of, like, mental health issues, like, in yeah. the last couple of years. I just don't believe in divorce. And she's the one who initiated the divorce. Like, maybe it's, separation for some time. Been, it seems like they've been split for a while. And, like, Kanye's already been seen with someone else. Well, I... So, I don't believe... Like, I saw the picture, but I don't believe that they were seen together dating. I think it's one of those situations No, no, because where... they went to Paris for his birthday. Oh. You just don't go to Paris for someone's birthday. Okay. And it also came out that he deleted Kim and all her sisters off. Um, oh, I know shoot. Twitter, but potentially all social media. And if I was Kim, I would have him file the papers then. I don't know. I just, I don't think that, I don't support divorce. And it just seemed like she's the one initiating it. But I will say, she seems like she's trying hard. So I just, I, I can't be behind Kim because it feels like she's initiating it. And like, if it were me, I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't find the pain. I would just, we would be separated for a while and we would still try to work through it because my thing is like, I the think kids, they've been separated at least over a year, if not two. Uh, over a year, probably. Well, I saw a thing where she said that she, Tristan, and Chloe would go work out and she said she would want, she wished that she, she won. She now is looking for someone for the little stuff. Like, she loved, yeah, I saw um, that. Tristan Chloe's relationship was where they go work out at six in the morning well I will say this I, and someone commented this I don't know if she should be looking up to Tristan and Chloe but I get the sentiment because like yeah, they're she, but she wants to do like <laughs> she wants to thing, do like yeah she wants to do like the little things like she doesn't want um well, someone to buy her a big fancy house she just wants someone that will just get up with her in the morning to go work out and spend that kind of quality time together and here's the thing, what I think people forget, like, and I think this is a benefit of still being single and dating and like trying to figure everything out. The reality is, if you want all of that, you can't look at the superstar. The superstar who is suave and fun and this is, is not going to give you that. So you got to, like, I hate to say it, but like the, 
Like she wants, she likes all, if she wants the little things, then she, she's going to have to date just a regular guy. Mm-hmm. And I don't see her doing that. I don't see her dating just some, she's going to want to date a basketball player or another rock star. Like I just, the reality is those things like come from just a regular Joe that almost even a guy who works on the railroads. I don't know. That's just throwing that out there. Like if she wants those things, but I don't see her doing like that's, and I think that's just a thing in dating. Like we want, for example, I know myself, like I use my very first my second boyfriend that I just he was charming like we went he came with me to uh like a dance when I was in a sorority everybody loved him he was the life of the party all my friends were like oh when is Kari coming Kari should come blah, blah life of the party loved hanging out with them when I tell you this boy did nothing for me like I mean I did everything my last boyfriend he I would not say he was the life of the party. As a matter of fact, he didn't really want to attend parties. Um, I love being around him, but let me tell you, he opened the door for me all the time, which I know my mom's like, that should be expected. But no, in 2021, that's a big deal. Guys, don't do that. Yeah. He opened the door for me every single time. He prayed with me. He respected me. He treated me like a queen. The reality is there's like, what am I don't want to, I'm sure there are guys that, do both but the reality is like the superstar that's what I call Carly Kari and the other guy he doesn't like me to say his name so Kari and the other guy are two separate like the superstar versus the the small things guy you have you you have to go for one or the other mm-hmm. that's why I also like nerdy guys so if you're nerdy and listen I'm just joking um that's why I like nerdy guys too because the things that I if you want the small things if those are the things you value then the reality is you can't go after these guys that have like this big swab and uh are catered to that are you know Kanye freaking bought a fire department or something like he's like I when all those fires happen he's like I wonder if I could just buy a fire department he bought a fire department I think that's what happened or something like that like you can't <laughs> that guy is not going to do the small things I'm that's just not this is not the reality. Yeah. So yeah, that's just yeah. my that's just my opinion. Take that to the bank. Okay, yeah. Next story. All right. So our next story is more than 150 missing and runaway children were rescued safely as part of a joint eff- effort between Charlotte Mecklenburg Police and federal agents called Operation Carolina Homecoming. According to CMPD. Some of the juveniles rescued were engaged in drug activity and prostitution or victims of human trafficking. The months-long investigation focused on the recovery of missing and runaway juveniles in the Charlotte area where previously, I can't talk today, in the Charlotte area where previous efforts to find them were unsuccessful. And then... I'll I'll get to that in a second. Okay. Okay. So... This was a story I mentioned last week, but I really want to talk about it again because I want to discuss it with Vic. Um, and this is amazing. It's oh, yeah. awful that it was more than 150 children. I think the children thing is like, what? I was just like, I mean, was it like one child at a time or were they like all 150 like together? I think it was like groups. That's from my understanding. It was like groups here and there. Um, in a in a certain area so charlotte is i believe in the top charlotte is the number one trafficking place in the south carolina oh 
in North it could no 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 Atlanta's more but it's in North Carolina for sure okay yeah yeah well we're on the top in the south oh yeah North Carolina in general yeah 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 um I think North Carolina is the top when you add in like Fort Bragg and all these other places because place like military bases whereas for example Georgia is only in the top or I think Atlanta is number one only because of I mean, Georgia is number one in that sense only because of Atlanta but like North Carolina has more places so but Charlotte is the number one place in North Carolina for trafficking so what's crazy about this is just remind you that it just happens in your own backyard like yeah. you think that you're you think that your neighborhood your neighbors are fine and Danny but it happens in your own backyard and Vic you know when we were interviewing um Tracy we're talking about like human trafficking isn't just what you see in the movie and taken. Like you're not picked up and taken to another place. You can be trafficked and come right back and sleep in your own bed at night. And I think that's something that we just don't think about. No, but I'm it's so not even spoken about. Yeah. So this organization called Safe House, um, they came and spoke at CMRW two, three weeks ago at this point. And um, they are working to have a home for those children because a part a huge problem is people are rescued and they're you know don't have a place to go because a lot of them were relying on the money and the resources that their pimps or whoever had trafficked them were giving them so they need a place to go and then apparently North Carolina so um the lady who spoke was she was one of the like workers that helps orchestrate this there was no place in North Carolina to send them so there's no children there's no place for minors in North Carolina so they're working on that so they are working to say raise money for that and right now they're also looking for um furniture for their place so if you are listening and you live in the Charlotte area and you want to do you have furniture you want to donate send it our way or like get in touch with me and I'll send it to them don't send it to me because I also don't want to have to deliver that so let me know and I'll get you in contact with the people. Um, but yeah, so like, honestly, after hearing her speak, you guys know, at this point, if you know me, you know that like, anytime someone needs help with something, I'm like, okay, how can those other girls help? What do we need to do? So I was like, okay, I, we got to do something. Um, so there's going to be three things that we're doing as those other girls. I mentioned this last week, but I'm going to repeat it again, because I think more people want to listen to this episode than last week's, because um, it was a solo episode and but like when Vic and I are together. So three things that we're going to do. Oh, first, let me tell you what Safe House Project is. So Safe House Project, they're uniting communities to end domestic sex trafficking and restore hope, freedom, and the future to every survivor. Safe House Project's mission is to increase survivor identification beyond 1% through education, providing emergency services and placement to survivors, and ensuring every survivor has access to safe housing and holistic care by accelerating safe house capacity and developing across America. So love the mission, love everything it's about. Um, so we're going to be doing three things working with them. Um, the first thing we're going to do is ideally I would like to do, they're having a gala October 23rd and you can donate a basket. I would like if we could all come up with different things to have a basket as a, um, for the silent auction. I already talked to uh, one of my friends here and she said she has some stuff that she'd like to add. I was thinking we can add something from Culture of Life. We can add a t-shirt from Future Female Leader, like a fun, catchy something. Like we could do like a girly bot or a girly basket or something. We don't have to think of a theme. So I'm going to mention that. I'm going to put that in the Facebook group. If you're not a Facebook group, please join our Facebook group. So we're going to do something like that. Um, and then the gala, I would like for those of the girls to buy a table 
Um, we can discuss more on that on how much it costs, who would come, um, if we should all pay for our seats ourselves, or we should see if we have donors. Part of the reason why I want us to have a table at the gala is because I want us, those are the girls, to be voice for the voiceless. And I want us to be the forefront of things like this. I want us to be the forefront of pro-life. I want us to be pro at the forefront of human trafficking awareness. I don't know what the proper term to say, but I want us to be the forefront of that. Um, as a group, as a community, I want us to be at that. So I want us to be at the gala. I think the gala will be really good. We'll discuss more on that. But the biggest thing that we're going to do is July 31st, we're going to do a 5k. So if you go to our website, you can register and how that's going to work is, um, you can do the 5k in your own house. You can do it, um, in Charlotte. I'm going to look for like location. Honestly, at this point, it might just be like going to the Green Creek Mile walkway place and just like walking or whitewater rafting. And I know people do 5Ks there, but we're going to do something like that. And you're going to donate. So you're going to it's $15 on the website and all of that money, except for the fee that the website takes, is going to just go straight to Safe House Project. I'm going to give it to them for everybody that signs up. You can do it yourself, you, wherever you are. And you can do it with your friends. You can get a group together. You can do it by yourself on the treadmill if you want. I know people do that sometimes. Um, and this is just a fundraiser type thing that they're doing. Because um, July 30th is Human Trafficking Awareness Day. I'm not going to lie. I think they made that up because it's also in January. But, you know, it's a fundraiser for them and I want to support them. I want us to do things to help them because we know that they do good, tangible work. And that's, I really want us to be supporters of that. So go to our website. There's more information about it. Um, and they helped. Oh, also too, they helped with this group. Like she knew about what was going to happen. And like, she trained the agents, like some of the agents went through her, I am on watch.org program, which I want us all to go through. Um, but we'll do that later on, maybe like in August or something. We'll like do, I, I want to do like a zoom where we have the person come and teach us everything. And it will just be those of us who sign up for those other girls. Um, but yeah, so like they do all like, they do good tangible work so I want us to be part of it yeah sounds like a plan a lot of good <laughs> stuff going on for sure yeah and, and if also- y'all are like little like what are you guys talking about we have a, a great episode that was like back in January on yes. human trafficking with this talking with this organization and it, I mean it was so eye-opening for me oh yeah it was I so much facts we also have a fact sheet a fact sheet on our website from that episode two um it's episode 38 i believe from that and it's one of our most listened to episodes same with the one we talked with um landon about hollywood human trafficking in hollywood and Mm -hmm. other ways to protect your children and yourself so yeah so it would be really cool if we could have a good turnout for that reach out to us if you have questions i'm going to posts about it in our Facebook group a little bit more like a little condensed so you guys can understand what I'm trying to say um on the Facebook group um all right so now is our uh ad oh I meant to do a fun trip whatever it's our ad um donate our donation for the month is to Women of Mountain City we spoke with Olivia Selter she's the founder of Women of Mountain City we spoke with her a couple episodes back and no they're very good podcasts by the way yeah. Oh, very, very good podcast. You guys should listen to. 
full of facts again. Um, and we want to give back to them specifically uh, feminine products to help with women um, in that area that have period insecurity. I didn't even know that was a thing. Like I, we want to give back to help with that. Um, so you can head over to our site and you can click the donate to mountain women of mountain city link. And then it'll take you straight to their donation website and you donate to them. Uh, let's, if you have $5 dollars here, that will be really great. We really do want to help as women. We want to make sure that we're also helping other women. Um, so yeah, go ahead and do that. Yeah. All right, Vic. So our next story is a man survived being swallowed by a whale. And we're not talking about Jonah of the Bible. Um, <laughs> or Pinocchio. Oh, yeah. Pinocchio was in a whale, too. Yeah. Interesting. Well, that's what's funny. So his vessel, the J&J, was off Herring Cove Beach and surrounded by a fleet of boats catching striped bass. The water temperature was a balmy 60 degrees, and the visibility was about 20 feet. Licensed commercial lobster divers literally plucked lobsters off the sandy bottom. As Packard 56 dove down Friday morning, he saw schools of sand, lances, and stripers swimming by. The ocean food chain was in full evidence, but about 10 feet from the bottom, Packard suddenly knew that if he truly felt what it truly felt like to be part of that chain. He was... um, so oh, the whale. It's so yeah. Crazy. So um, it it's truly biblical. Packard was swallowed by a whole, swallowed whole by a humpback whale. All of a sudden, I felt this huge shove, and the next thing I knew, it was completely black. Packard recalled Friday afternoon following his release from Cape Cod Hospital in Hyannis. I could, since I was moving, I could feel the whole whale squeezing with the muscles in his mouth. Oh, my God. (laughs) Initially, Packard thought he was inside a great white shark, but he couldn't feel any teeth and he hadn't suffered any obvious wounds. It quickly dawned on him that he'd been swallowed by a whale. I was completely inside. It was completely black, Packard said. I thought to myself, there's no way I'm getting out of here. I'm done. I'm dead. All I could think of was my boys. They're 12 and 15. I was completely inside. Oh, wait. I just reiterated that. That was weird. Outfitted with scuba gear, he struggled and the whale began shaking his head so Packard could tell he didn't like it. He estimated he was in the whale for 30 to 40 seconds before the whale finally surfaced. I saw light and he started throwing his head side to side. The next thing I knew, I was outside in the water, said Packard. Packard's sister, Cynthia, spoke with crewman Josiah Maya, who relayed some of the details to her. Packard said Maya saw the whale burst to the surface and that he initially thought it was a great white shark. There was all this action at the top of the water, Packard said, and Maya told her. Then the whale flung her brother back into the sea. Maya picked him up, caught by radio to shore, and sped back to the Provincetown Pier. A Provincetown fire department ambulance took him to the Cape Cod Hospital. Thank God it wasn't a white shark. He sees them all the time out there, said Cynthia. He must have thought he was done. Oh my goodness. When I heard that story, I was like, what? That is weird, creepy, terrifying. But honestly, that is the greatest story. Like if that happened to me, I wouldn't talk about anything else in my life. You know what's crazy too? This guy also survived a plane crash. Oh, I didn't even read the full article. Yeah. So two years ago while traveling in Costa Rica, he was a passenger in a small plane that crashed in the jungle, killing the pilot, co-pilot, and a passenger. Packard sustained multiple serious injuries to his abdomen and upper body. 
The rescuers that found the remaining five passengers after two days in the jungle said they wouldn't have survived another night. Wow. This guy needs to play the lottery. Wow. I'm seriously. Like, in the jungles of Costa Rica? Yeah. I actually think I literally just heard about that. Um, I watched Anthony Padilla's I Spent a Day With, and what the latest one was like, I Spent a Day with Plane Survivors. And I feel like I heard about that. Oh, man. They were this guy. Wow. That this guy is wow. I would feel so blessed. I'd be like, wow, God really needs me on earth for something. Let me get my life together. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just tells me that uh happened to Jonah actually ha- could happen to Jonah, you know? Yeah, that's a very good point. Because it's not, and you know, it is a wild, crazy story, but it's possible. And we don't know if it was a whale. So it's so funny that we're talking about this because my pastor uh told did Jonah and my pastor does the type of pastoring or the type of bible where like he'll pick a book of the bible and then he'll just go through it verse by verse so mm-hmm. you know Jonah is just four chapters and we talked about Jonah for it felt like forever but um he made a good point all it says is a fish right so Jonah like we're I whenever I think of Jonah I think of like when I was younger in one of those picture bibles it had like a picture of Jonah sitting in the whale and there was like a, a campfire and he was just like angry and like, yes. I always yeah I always picture that but our pastor made a point he was like it could have been completely dark it could have been uncomfortable he could have barely fit he could have been able to feel the tongue and everything and I was like wow like that also puts it in a different perspective well, that, like, like how this guy was saying it's like he's like a pitch black yeah and I, it never crossed my mind that because when I was younger, I just remember seeing that picture being like, wow, that sucked. But at least he had light, you know? <laughs> but yeah, like it could have been just like how this guy said. And like he said he felt the tongue and he felt the muscles and everything. Like, but I never thought of it. I just imagined him just chilling in the whale or I, honestly the whale, but it just says a fish. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy story. I just really wanted to share that because that's just so crazy, you guys. That's wild. Okay, so our next thing, um, we're going to play a game, and I'll host it because I know how to play it. Um, so we're going to play this game. I heard it on another podcast, and I was like, oh, this sounds fun. It's called Buy, Hold, or Sell. So we're going to name some artists that we like slash are popular. Um, and Vic, you can tell me if you think that they are going to get more popular, so you're going to buy, um, hold, just like stocks so like hold like yeah this that's what i was thinking sure. like, my, man this is like have i deal with my stocks like stock market yeah stuff. yeah exactly so hold is like uh, i don't think they're gonna be great i think they're fine now who knows and then sells like their time is up get them out of here Ugh. so okay are you ready yeah taylor swift probably bye i mean she just keeps making magic and I think a lot of people are ready for her folklore tour. Oh, I and like, cause she tour. like, you know how many like albums she made in like um like just during in quarantine. quarantine alone? I think it was yeah. like, I mean, I know like she I think it was three one, yeah, but she like made two straight albums. Yeah, That's um, crazy. So I would definitely buy for her. See, okay, so. I would hold. 
I forgot about the concerts. I think the concert's going to really hype her up. My only thing is, how long is this hype going to last? Because she already had three, like, she's had three in, like, two years that are really, really good. Her but is it going to keep going? Her redoing Love Story made that album look number one again. I, like, I'm not going to tell. Has, I okay. think she's... Okay, I'm going to pull it up. Okay. Al- oh, Al- all right. A Taylor Swift fan, I see. <laughs> I'm not, but I'm telling you, she's like. I just don't know how. I feel like it's not going to last that long. I feel like it's going to last mm-hmm. another maybe two, three years. Because you should maybe. think too. Most people they just listen to one song. Everyone I know that's the Taylor Swift fan, literally will listen to the whole album. Okay. I mean, I okay. Think she's Rolling not Stone, well. Taylor Swift folklore number one album. I'm, I just, for clarification. Number and I one album of 2020. Okay. Clarification. Point of clarification. I'm not saying that she's not going to be, that's why I'm not selling. I think, but I just feel like her time is going to run out eventually. Mm. And she can't be the queen forever. No, I disagree because she has transitioned. Like, she went oh, from country to pop to now, like, the folklore is more um, indie. Indie. Yeah. Like she's like transitioned with her audience as well as bringing in more audience. Possibly. Okay. I mean, possibly. Okay. Let's just do the next person. <laughs> okay. Okay. Willow Smith. Do you know? I much would about say her? sell. I mean, I just really don't see her as an artist, to be honest. I don't even know what her new music is right now. I know she's like one new song. Um, I love the new song. Well, is yeah, she- you can love the new song. It's probably a good song, but what I'm saying is like she's not producing out al- like great albums. Fair. Like okay, Taylor Swift. Fair. She produces like one-off bops every couple of years. Okay, fair. Fair. I was gonna hold. I'm gonna hold for Willow because if she sticks with this right now, she's like the Avril Levine vibe. And yeah. that's gonna be in because people are very nostalgic. Mm. And there's nobody like that right now. At least nobody mainstream that's like that well, right now. People compare Olivia Rodrigo to Willow Smith. No, to Av- Avril Lavigne. No, I feel like they compare it to Taylor Swift. No, no, I've heard a mixture between Taylor Swift and Avril Lavigne because she'll she like writes these incredible like breakup songs, but it's also like Avril Lavigne-ish vibes. Really? Okay, mm-hmm. I've never heard anyone compare it to Avril Lavigne, but maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. I just the Willow song is very like alternative like I don't know I don't know how to describe it I really yeah. like it and I don't I think she's gonna too, be popular I'll say ahead. too I don't listen to a lot of music anymore because I'm not driving to work and I usually just kind of stick to podcasts if I'm driving anywhere so I have not really heard the new Willow Smith song um I know our next one is Olivia Olivia Rodrigo and I know she's popular. I know everyone loves her new album. Bye, she has a lot bye. of great songs. I would say for her, bye, because she's just getting started. It's yeah. not like Taylor Swift, who's been around forever. That's what I'm saying. That's why I felt like Taylor uh, was appropriate to hold Taylor Swift. But Olivia, bye, 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 bye. I'm going to buy. Like, I mean, I have been listening to that album on repeat, and I don't that's i listened to that album all the way through there's only been one other artist that i've listened to their entire album i usually don't listen to entire albums mm-hmm. i don't know why i just don't there's only been one other artist that i listen and he's on the list and we'll get there 
Um, but oh, two actually. Now that I think about it, two, two okay. other artists, and they're both on the list. Um, okay, Madison Beer. Do you know anything? No. Okay. I don't know her at all, so I'm gonna sell because I've never <laughs> heard of her in my life. So I think I'm gonna sell too because she, I feel like she's not really main. I like her a lot. I feel like she's not very mainstream, and her new song "Reckless" I love. But I looked and it on Spotify is not even the top five, and that's mm. supposed to be her like breakout da, 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 song and it's not in the top five so it's kind of like eh. I don't think she's going to be popular like Olivia Rodrigo I think she's going to be like right under that so like more like a playlist well it might just be like they're both coming up at the same time so I'm, True. I might it's, be it's in the same her. genre yeah, yeah 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 it would suck to have to go against Olivia Rodrigo right now because she mm-hmm. is just yeah okay the next group Jonas Brothers oh definitely by they they're like 10 year break I think was like the best thing for them um and I will say like I think their like first tour back was sold out this tour is gonna be big I know (laughs) I hate to keep relying back but the morning toast said the best (laughs) concert they've been to was the Jonas Brothers like they said they really? had the, oh my it was god I'm so such excited. a good concert um I'm so excited I think not only do they have like millennial fans they're also getting Gen Z fans too yeah and so I would say by like they're coming out with a new book talking about kind of their breakup they had two documentaries um they're coming off a new album um they might be redoing their old album might be redoing their first album so I definitely think they're on the rise right now. I think so too. I think now is their time. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes it's good to take breaks as an artist. And one thing that you always know, if you're an, make music, your stuff is going to be pop. Like um, this comedian who has a podcast I listen to, who actually got the idea from his podcast. He's a comedian. And he said, what's so hard about being a comedian is you can't keep telling the same jokes because it's not going to be funny anymore. But if you're an artist, you can keep playing those same three songs if they're popular enough and people will still give you millions of dollars. So if you're an artist, like taking a break is not a bad thing. I'm sure yeah. it's hard if you're cre- a, a creative, but taking I mean, a break is I listened to the Jonas Brothers when they were off in college when I studied. Like I never stopped listening to them. I wanted yeah. them back yeah same. I see them in concert and that's why we're going and we <laughs> don't so care funny. about any other responsibilities we're going <laughs> oh yeah I'm probably getting off work early that day I um, think I'll probably take that day off the next day off like I'm <laughs> okay I kind of want to take the next day off so I can like really enjoy but you probably definitely should because you have to drive back to Greensboro that yeah. night yeah unless you well we'll talk about that later well um, yeah I'm no I mean I think regardless whether I stay down there or have to drive back to Greensboro like I just would have to be there mentally yeah um so funny quick funny Jonas Brothers music story um for a little bit in college my alarm was hold on song right and one time <laughs> yeah and one time I was dreaming and they were giving me a concert like it was like it was your alarm it was my alarm my roommate threw a pillow she's like please turn your alarm off and I it didn't even dawdle because they were saying hold on in my dream and I was like yeah that's right hold on hold on and then it was my alarm oh that's funny (laughs) okay Justin Bieber my thoughts exactly 
I don't My know mom. because here's the thing. His song is it Peaches? I think that's what yeah. it's called. Is yeah. the number? It's been like the number one song for weeks now. Has it? Yes. I don't. I don't think I've heard it. And I used to be. I get my peaches down in Georgia. Get my blank from California. I have to look it up. It didn't look interesting to me, so I didn't. Yeah, I mean, it's been like the number one. I know it's been like the number one song in the last couple weeks. So that's why I'm like torn. I probably I don't know. I think I'm okay. Okay, I'm gonna say hold. Yeah, because yes, he's still knocking out hits. But he's not doing anything like above and beyond like Taylor Swift is doing. Yeah. Like the Jonas Brothers are doing. He's just uh, still knocking out hits. He's just kind of going his own way, doing his own thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say hold. I kind of want to sell because I feel like his time might be up if he doesn't take no. a real break. But you don't think his time is going to be up? Mm-mm. Well, he just knows how to put out good music and he's like adapting to his fan base. Yeah, I guess now that he, I didn't know Peaches was that popular. I, I knew that Lonely. I like that's wow. I now that I'm thinking about it, I like a lot of really sad songs. Um, Lonely, I had that on repeat for a while. I liked that, but it, that didn't feel like regular Justin Bieber. But yeah, I'm gonna say hold for Justin. Definitely not sell, and definitely not maybe buy, but I'm definitely not sell. Yeah. But I'm a hold. Well, let's hold on to these last five and do them next week because we are going long on time. Okay, okay. Um, all right. So last thing really quick. We changed our conservative woman spotlight to women posting their W's. Um, so this is going to be brought to you by Culture of Life 1972. You can head over to www.col1972.com and use our code, those are the girls1972, and get 10% off your purchase. And 100% of your purchase goes to pro-life causes. So this week is um, the Republican representative, Maria Salazar. She was named a 40s first ever 50 over 50 list, a Republican woman. And I was looking at the list, excuse me, I was looking at the list and um, Kamala Harris was on there, of course, and Nancy Pelosi was on there too. So I think it's amazing that this Republican woman was also included on this list in a non-Republican kind of secular type liberal magazine so i think it was great she came to politics after a three-decade career as a journalist for spanish language television she ran in 2018 positioning interviews with fidel castro and nicolo Maduro. i definitely butchered his last name as confrontations with corrupt elites though she lost she engineered a victory in 2020 with support from president trump and conservative cuban american voters in the miami-dade county so congratulations to this woman. I love that she is, was represented amongst all these other women. Um, but yeah, that is your woman posting their W's for the week. Um, thank you everybody for listening. Sorry, we're like speeding through now. Um, I do really want to be cognizant of everybody's time. Um, so thank you everyone for listening. Please make sure you rate, review, subscribe, share, get the word out, join our Facebook group. I'm going to be posting a lot more on the Facebook group, like questions and like um, ideas and stuff because I want it to be group effort. So if you're interested and you want to get even more plugged in and involved with those of the girls, join our Facebook group. Um, you can also share articles and stuff like that you want that we talk about. Um, yeah, we want to keep you like interactive. Like if you if you see like a news article that you're like, oh my God, this needs to be on the weekly recap, 
share it in the group. Yeah, 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 yeah. If there's like anything you want to learn more about, just share it in the group. And I mean, if we we're no experts by any means, but there's someone else in the group that is, they can comment. Like we're trying to create a community. Yes, exactly. So yeah, so join that, donate. Um, and that's it. Sign up for the 5K. I'll talk more about that in the Facebook group so you can understand it easier. Okay, bye. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram at Those Other Girls Podcast and on Twitter at TOG underscore podcast. Those Other Girls, changing culture and bringing back traditional values.